Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 222. One of the things that's often said about God as we read through all these passages from Ezekiel and these other prophets over the last number of episodes that we see all this judgment and we'll see some of it again today. And so people sometimes say, oh, the God of the prophets and the God of the Old Testament is an angry, vengeful, uh, judgmental God, but the God of the New Testament is a God of love. And yet when we read carefully, we understand that the Bible is actually presenting God and not in a way that he changes, but that he's consistently a God who recoils and brings justice against evil and wrong in judgment, but he's also a God who's powerful in his love and in his mercy. And in our passage today, we'll see God pronounce judgment on the religious leaders of Israel, but at the same time show his powerful pursuing love for his people. And we'll see that in Ezekiel. We'll see that in the way God promises things to the people in, through the prophet Ezekiel. And then also in Psalm 86 and in John chapter 12, we just see God's powerful pursuing love over and over again. So hope this will be an encouragement to you as you hear about it. And that as we reflect on it, we realize just how amazing God's powerful, pursuing love truly is. Ezekiel chapter 34. The Lord's message came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, to the shepherds, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who have been feeding themselves. Should not shepherds feed the flock? You eat the fat. You clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the choice animals, but you do not feed the sheep. You have not strengthened the weak, healed the sick, bandaged the injured, brought back the strays, or sought the lost. But with force and harshness, you have ruled over them. They were scattered because they had no shepherd, and they became food for every wild beast. My sheep wandered over all the mountains on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over the entire face of the earth with no one looking or searching for them. Therefore, you shepherds, listen to the Lord's message. As surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, my sheep have become prey and have become food for all the wild beasts. There was no shepherd, and my shepherd did not search for my flock, but fed themselves and did not feed the sheep. Therefore, you shepherds, listen to the Lord's message. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I am against the shepherds, and I will demand my sheep from their hand. I will no longer let them be shepherds. The shepherds will not feed themselves any more. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths so that they will no longer be food for them. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Look, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his scattered sheep, so I will seek out my flock. I will will rescue them from all the places where they have been scattered on a cloudy, dark day. I will bring them out from among the peoples and gather them from foreign countries. I will bring them to their own land. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the streams of all the inhabited places of the land. In a good pasture I will feed them. The mountain heights of Israel will be their pasture. There they will lie down in lush pasture, and they will feed on rich grass on the mountains of Israel. I myself will feed my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Sovereign Lord. 
I will seek the lost and bring back the strays. I will bandage the injured and strengthen the sick, but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with judgment. As for you, my sheep, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I am about to judge between one sheep and another, between rams and goats. Is it not enough for you to feed on the good pasture that you must trample the rest of the pastures with your feet? When you drink clean water, must you muddy the rest of the water by trampling in it with your feet? As for my sheep, they must eat what you trampled and with your, with your feet and drink what you have muddied with your feet. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says to them. Look, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you push with your side and your shoulder and thrust your horns at all the weak sheep until you scatter them abroad. I will save my sheep. They will no longer be prey. I will judge between one sheep and another. I will set one sheep over them and he will feed them, namely my servant David. He will feed them and will be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will make a covenant of peace with them and will rid the land of wild beasts so that they can live securely in wilderness and even sleep in the woods. I will turn them and the regions around my hill into a blessing. I will make showers come down in their season. They will, they will be showers that bring blessing. The trees of the field will yield their fruit and the earth will yield its crops. They will live securely on their land. They will know that I am the Lord when I break the bars of their yoke and rescue them from the hand of those who enslave them. They will no longer be prey for the nations and the wild beasts will not devour them. They will live securely and no one will make them afraid. I will prepare for them a healthy planting. They will no longer be victims of famine in the land and will no longer bear the insults of the nations. Then they will know that I, the Lord their God, am with them and that they are my people, the house of Israel, declares the sovereign Lord. And you, my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, are my people, and I am your God, declares the sovereign Lord. And while we read it a few episodes ago, if you want to go back and read John chapter 10 one more time, and you'll notice that Ezekiel 34 is basically a promise of what Jesus says in John chapter 10, that he is the good shepherd who pursues his sheep, his lost sheep. He brings them back and loves them in incredible ways. But let's continue now with Ezekiel 35, a, a prophecy against some of the nations surrounding Israel. The Lord's message came to me saying, Son of man, Turn toward Mount Seir and prophesy against it. Say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am against you, Mount Seir. I will stretch out my hand against you and turn you into a desolate ruin. I will lay waste your cities and you will become desolate. Then you will know that I am the Lord. You have shown unrelenting hostility and poured the people of Israel onto the blades of a sword at the time of their calamity, at the time of their final punishment. Therefore, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I will subject you to bloodshed and bloodshed will pursue you. Since you did not hate bloodshed, bloodshed will pursue you. I will turn Mount Seir into a desolate ruin. I will cut off from it the one who passes through or returns. I will fill its mountains with its dead on, its, on your hills and in your valleys and all your ravines. Those killed by the sword will fall. I will turn you into a perpetual desolation, and your cities will not be inhabited. Then you will know that I am the Lord. You said, these two nations, these two lands will be mine, and we will possess them, although the Lord was there. Therefore, surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, I will deal with you according to your anger and your envy, by which you acted spitefully against them. I will reveal myself to them when I judge you. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have heard all the insults you spoke against the mountains of Israel, saying, They are desolate. They have been given to us for food. 
You exalted yourselves against me with your speech and hurled many insults against me. I've heard them all. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. While the whole earth rejoices, I will turn you into a desolation. As you rejoiced over the inheritance of the house of Israel because it was desolate, so I will deal with you. You will become desolate, Mount Seir, and all Edom, all of it. Then they will know that I am the Lord. But as for, as for you, son of man, prophesy to the mountains of Israel and say, O mountains of Israel, listen to the Lord's message. This is what the sovereign Lord says. The enemy has spoken against you, saying, Aha! And the ancient heights have become our property. So I so prophesy and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Surely because they have made you desolate and crushed you from all directions, so that you have become the property of the rest of the nations, and have become the subject of gossip and slander among the people. Therefore, O mountains of Israel, hear the word of the sovereign Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to the mountains and hills, the ravines and valleys, and to the desolate ruins and the abandoned cities that have become prey and an object of derision to the rest of the nations around about. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Surely I have spoken in the fire of my zeal against the rest of the nations and against all Edom, who with great joy and utter contempt have made my land their property and prey because of its pasture. Therefore prophesy concerning the land of Israel and say to the mountains and hills and ravines and valleys, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, Look, I have spoken in my zeal and in my anger because you have endured the insults of the nations. So this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I vow that the nations around you will endure insults as well. But you, mountains of Israel, will grow your branches and bear your fruit for my people Israel, for they will arrive soon. For indeed, I am on your side. I will turn to you, and you will be plowed and planted. I will multiply your people, the whole house of Israel, all of it. The cities will be populated and the ruins rebuilt. I will increase the number of people and animals on you. They will increase and be fruitful. I will cause you to be inhabited as in ancient times and will do more good for you than at the beginning of your history. Then you will know that I am the Lord. I will lead people, my people Israel, across you. They will possess you, and you will become their inheritance. No longer will you bereave them of their children. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, because they are saying to you, You are a devourer of men and bereave your nation of children. Therefore, you will no longer devour people and no longer bereave your nation of children, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will no longer subject you to the nation's insults. No longer will you bear the shame of of the peoples. And no longer will you bereave your nation, declares the Sovereign Lord. The Lord's message came to me, saying, Son of man, when the house of Israel was living on their own land, they defiled it by their behavior and their deeds. In my sight, their behavior was like the uncleanness of a woman having her monthly period. So I poured out my anger on them because of the blood they shed on the land and because of the idols with which they defiled it. I scattered them among the nations. They were dispersed throughout foreign countries. In accordance with their behavior and their evil deeds, I judged them. But when they arrived in the nations where they went, they profaned my holy name. It was said of them, These are the people of the Lord, yet they have departed from his land. I was concerned for my holy reputation, which the house of Israel profaned among the nations where they went. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. It is not for your sake that I am about to act, O house of Israel, but for the sake of my holy reputation, which you profaned among the nations where you went. I will magnify my great name that has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned among them. The nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Sovereign Lord, when I magnify myself among you in their sight. I will take from you 
I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries. Then I will bring you to your land. I will sprinkle you with pure water and you will be clean from all your impurities. I will purify you from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your body and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and I will take the initiative and you will obey my statutes and carefully observe my regulations. Then you will live in the land I gave to your fathers and you will be my people and I will be your God. I will save you from all your uncleanness. I will call for the grain and multiply it. I will not bring a famine on you. I will multiply the fruit of the trees and produce and the produce of the fields so that you will never again suffer the disgrace of famine among the nations. Then you will remember your evil behavior and your deeds that were not good. You will loathe yourselves on account of your sins and your abominable deeds. Understand that it is not for your sake I am about to act, declares the Sovereign Lord. Be ashamed and embarrassed by your behavior, O house of Israel. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. In the day I cleanse you from all your sins, I will populate the cities and the ruins will be rebuilt. The desolate land will be plowed instead of being desolate in the sight of everyone who passes by. They will say, this desolate land has become like the Garden of Eden. The ruined, desolate, and destroyed cities are now fortified and inhabited. Then the nations that remain around you will know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt the ruins and replanted what was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do it. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will allow the house of Israel to ask me to do this for him, for them. I will multiply their people like sheep, like the sheep for offerings, like the sheep of Jerusalem during her appointed feasts. So the ruined cities will be filled with flocks of people. Then they will know that I am the Lord. What an amazing chapter again, Ezekiel 36. God promising to give people hearts of flesh instead of hearts of stone, putting his spirit, his very spirit within them, promise that's fulfilled in the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. And all these things are not done, as God says, because the people were worthy of it or because they had done so much good things, but actually in spite of all that and doing it because it shows the graciousness, the powerful love of God. They show the wonder and the amazing reality of who God truly is. And with that in mind, then we turn now to Psalm 86, which is a cry out by the psalmist for God to show that steadfast love to his people once again. And this is a prayer of David, Psalm 86. A prayer of David. Listen, O Lord, answer me, for I am oppressed and needy. Protect me, for I am loyal. You are my God. Deliver your servant who trusts in you. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I cry out to you all day long. Make your servant glad, for for to you, O Lord, I pray. Certainly, O Lord, you are kind and forgiving, and you show great faithfulness to all who cry out to you. O Lord, hear my prayer. Pay attention to my plea for mercy. In my time of trouble, I cry out to you, for you will answer me. None can compare to you among the gods, O Lord. Your exploits are incomparable. All the nations whom you created will come and worship you, O Lord. They will honor your name, for you are great and do amazing things. For you alone are God. O Lord, teach me how you want me to live. Then I will obey your commands. Make me wholeheartedly committed to you. O Lord, my God, I give you thanks with my whole heart. I will honor your name continually. For you will extend your great loyal love to me and will deliver my life from the depths of Sheol. O God, arrogant men attack me. A gang of ruthless men who do not respect you seek my life. But you, O Lord, are a compassionate and merciful God. You are patient and demonstrate great loyal love and faithfulness. 
Turn toward me and have mercy on me. Give your servant your strength. Deliver the son of your female servant. Show me evidence of your favor. Then those who hate me will see it and be ashamed. For you, O Lord, will help me and comfort me. What a beautiful psalm of David, crying out to God to show his steadfast love to him once again, and sure that God will do it because that is what he is like. And we continue to see what God's like in John chapter 12, where we read about Jesus being anointed, uh, making a triumphal entry into Jerusalem as the king, and continuing to show that the reason he came was to pursue people with this powerful, wonderful love. John chapter 12. Then, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, who he had raised from the dead. They prepared a dinner for Jesus there. Martha was serving and Lazarus was among those present at the table with him. Then Mary took three quarters of a pound of expensive aromatic oil from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus. She then wiped his feet dry with her hair. Now the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfumed oil. But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, the one who was going to betray him, said, Why hasn't this oil sold for 300 silver coins and the money be given to the poor? Now Judas said this not because he was concerned about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money box, he used to steal what was put into it. So Jesus said, Leave her alone. She has kept it for the day of my burial. For you will always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. Now a large crowd of Judeans learned that Jesus was there, and so they came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests planned to kill Lazarus too, for on account of him, many of the Jewish people from Jerusalem were going away and believing in Jesus. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him. They began to shout, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the King of Israel! Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Do not be afraid, people of Zion! Look, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things when they first happened, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things were written about him and that these things had happened to him. So the crowd who had been with him when he had called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead were continuing to testify about it. Because they had heard that Jesus had performed this miraculous sign, the crowd went out to meet him. Thus the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you can do nothing? Look, the whole world has run after him. Now some Greeks were among those who had gone up to worship at the feast. So these approached Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and requested, Sir, we would like to meet Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, and they both went and told Jesus. Jesus replied, The time has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the solemn truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains by itself alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. The one who loves his life destroys it, and the one who hates his life in this world guards it for eternal life. If anyone wants to serve me, he must follow me, and where I am, my servant will be too. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now my soul is greatly distressed, and what should I say? Father, deliver me from this hour? No, but for this very reason I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, saying, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard the voice said that it had thundered. Others said that an angel had spoken. Jesus said, This voice was not come, has not come for my benefit, but for yours. 
Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Now he said this to indicate clearly what kind of death he was going to die. Then the crowds responded, We have heard from the law that the Christ will remain forever. How can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Jesus replied, The light is with you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, so that the darkness may not overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become sons of light. When Jesus had said these things, he went away and hid himself from them. Although Jesus had performed so many miraculous signs before them, they still refused to believe in him, so that the word of the prophet Isaiah would be fulfilled. He said, Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason they could not believe, because, again Isaiah said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, so that they would not see with their eyes and understand with their heart, and turn to me, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw Christ's glory and spoke about him. Nevertheless, even among the rulers many believed in him, but because of the Pharisees they would not confess Jesus to be the Christ, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men, from men more than praise from God. But Jesus shouted out, The one who believes in me does not believe in me, but in the one who sent me, and in the one who sees me, and the one who sees me sees the one who sent me. I have come as a light into the world, so that everyone who believes in me should not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not obey them, I do not judge him, for I have not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not accept my words has a judge. The word I have spoken will judge him at the last day. For I have not spoken from my own authority, but the Father himself who sent me has commanded me what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. Thus, the things I say, I say just as the Father has told me. And so Jesus makes it very clear that if you want to experience the powerful pursuing love that he has come to display in giving his life, being lifted up, being crucified on a cross, and coming back to life, that if you want to experience that powerful pursuing love, you need to put your faith, your trust in Jesus. And in doing so, because of his love and his forgiveness and grace, you receive his eternal life. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You're-